talk about the upcoming NFL draft, who we think the Redskins should get, the recent blockbuster signing of Josh Norman, Alfred Morris being cut, Vernon Davis coming to the team, team, this and much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? Yo, 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 what's up? Uh... Welcome everybody, Harry Hog Football episode number 406. 406. In which we get back on track. That's right. Harry Hog is back, at least for a little while. We got the draft coming up, yo's. We got to talk about this. Yeah, we do. Um, well, where's Josh? That's a good question. I was just about to ask you that. I bet everyone's wondering, where's Josh? Where's Josh? Dude. There he is. There he is. We don't know where Josh is. I texted him and called him and left him a message about doing the podcast, but I, I was my call was not returned. Yeah. He's probably uh driving around Chapel Hill. It's a beautiful day here in the <laughs> mid Atlantic region. He's probably driving around Chapel Hill or Raleigh or Enjoying some coffee. At one of his uh favorite my... coffee houses. <laughs> <laughs> He's around there somewhere, or he's like, I don't know, out, out doing work. I don't know. He did text me and say, we got Norman. I am pumped. He texted me about that, too. I was really surprised. Actually, that's where I heard it from first, and then I went and checked. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we might as well just go ahead and talk about that. What do you feel about this signing, John? Well, Aaron, Josh Norman is an all-pro cornerback not a pro bowl cornerback because we all know the pro bowl is a bunch of crap popularity contest whatever he's an all pro cornerback first team and john for those of our listeners who do not know the difference can you explain the difference between all pro and pro bowl yeah if you're elected to the pro bowl or if, if you're elected to the pro bowl you're pretty you're pretty good if you go to the pro bowl you're pretty good or you're just kind of good because by the time you get to the Pro Bowl, all the people on the, all the teams in the playoffs are all like dropping out because they've got like a rash or something, and they're like, "Dude, I can't play." Like Julius yeah. can't play DNP rash. Or their families have already been to Hawaii like five times, and they're like, eh, "Right, right, right," or wherever they're gonna have it that year. So you end up getting a bunch of people. Who was it? Eli Manning ended up in the Pro Bowl this last year. That's all I have to say about that. So, all pro is what is is what you need to go by if you're looking for the best of the best every year in NFL football. Okay, and Josh Norman was voted all pro last year. Last year. By was, and that's by the, your your peers, right? Coaches no, and players. The all pro is I believe is voted on by sports writers. Okay. And then the other one is just voted on by, you know, Millennial Fans. girls that think a player is cute and vote them in, right? Cam Newton's so handsome. 
<laughs> Eli Manning <laughs> is so handsome. Let's vote him into the Pro Bowl. Not just girls. There's boys that do that too. I don't want to be sexist or like true. Anyway. True. People that like have heard of a player will just go on their iPhone and vote him in. Or someone from their team, like Eli Manning. Yeah, went, so who so, was in instead of Kirk Cousins? So that really gives an advantage to the big market teams too, right? Like, you know, that have you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Like Jacksonville Jaguars fans, even though they could have like the best player, they don't have as good of a shot of getting him into the Pro Bowl because, well, there's not very many Jacksonville Jaguar fans. That's true. All right, to 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 clarify, all pro is voted on by the uh it's the Associated Press is I guess you could say the sponsor of it, and there's a total of 50 votes. That's pretty good. So, someone like Josh Norman, get, you know, it's it's the people who know what they're doing, the people like sports writers who know well, what they're doing. Sometimes, most of them, yeah. Sometimes, people like Rich Tandler do. Yeah, not people like that that Jack down in Houston, Texas, that never voted for Art Monk to go into a Hall of Fame. But that's a completely different. Or like two, that's a completely different topic in a completely different day. And you have all these like BR sites that pop up. <laughs> Rant. Five reasons why the Redskins will make the playoffs <laughs> the next day. Five reasons why Redskins won't make the playoffs. <laughs> Anytime you see an article pop up on your phone or whatever, an online article that says blank reasons why, just don't re- read it. Yeah, because it's it's the laziest writing, and it, it, when you read it, you're just like. You either agree or you don't agree, but it's kind of like you go through it and you're just like, I could have written this in like five minutes while I was sitting in the john, man. Well, and if you notice how they structure those articles, it'll be like, so reason one is on one page, and then you have to click to go to another page for reason two so that more ads pop up, and they get get money for that. They're just like, we've had blank, blank, blank hits on every page. You're advertising dollars at work. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else I'm so sick of and seeing from those writers is they'll be like, everybody knows that Dan Snyder is out to make big splashes and get the highest free agents available. And it's like, yeah, like five years ago. Right. Yeah, that's old school. That's not the way it works anymore. And we say, as we just picked up Josh Norman. Yeah, let's get into that. And I my, <laughs> my initial reaction to this Josh Norman thing that I said before they even signed him, and I was like, oh, dude, that's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. And then they signed him, and I was like, uh, that's a lot of money. And then I went and looked at his stats, because I can't tell you I watch the Carolina Panthers play too often, because I can't stand Cam Newton's, like, demeanor. His his fake smile and all that stuff. His fake smile, and, like, in the Super Bowl when he was, like, pounding on the ground like a toddler throwing a fit. He's the son of a preacher, man. Anyway. But anyway, so I haven't watched him play, so I looked at the stat line on this dude. And I was like, four interceptions? D-Hall's had more than that against Cutler in one game. He had four interceptions against uh, the Bears and Cutler a couple years ago. To which you said? To which I said, it's the Daryl Green effect. Nobody throws at him because he's one of the best corners in football. Can we find that stat thrown to thrown at stat? I know they've been keeping it, haven't they? Thrown at. Uh, I'll see what I can That do. would be, I mean, I didn't see it when I looked at his stats, but that would be good to know. So anyway, you're happy with this pickup. I mean, we know we I needed am, corner help, help. We know we did. We know we did, and this this makes us way better on the defensive side. I, we had to play a wide receiver as a cornerback last year. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> actually so turned bad. out like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That actually turned out to be not not a terrible thing. And but. I think I think the reason why we were able to do this, and it is a lot of money to spend, but we had a number of players last season that came out of nowhere to be huge contributors that aren't costing us very much. Right. Right. And we can use that guy, Quentin Dunbar, as an example, right? He was the True. He did pretty well. Like he's promising. And somebody, then, yeah, somebody just like him. And we've had uh we've got I don't know what the cap space is exactly right now, but I mean we had a decent amount of cap space. We had thirteen Hatcher million. retired. So I think that freed up some more Who retired? Hatcher. Oh you know, yeah, that oh, did Jason Hatcher. That freed up some, but I heard as of the other day we had thirteen million. Yeah. And Not anymore. And now we have like negative <laughs> two. I don't know how they're doing this, but they need to cut, and we still don't know why they're holding on to him. Roberts. Yeah, Andre Roberts. I don't understand that. Well, they, I think what the thinking on that, I think what the thinking on that, I think what they are thinking about with that is holding on to him until June 1st and cutting him after June 1st. What's the June 1st have to do with it? That's when you can start pushing the uh, the salary cap hit forward in time so it'll go on to next season really instead of being more a bit instead of being such a huge number this year you can spread it out and make it a bigger number next year that gives you more immediate cap space so how much um cap space because isn't he due like seven million a year or something crazy i don't know josh dude you're the stats guy who said that dude uh uh yeah oh man I need to get some more Josh quotes. I need to go back through our archive of 400 and... <laughs> how many episodes? Four, 405. 405 episodes and find some funnier Josh quotes because I've got like the same three I've been using for the last 300 episodes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, some other... So while you're looking up that uh, thrown at stat or whatever it's called, right. some other dudes that I was talking about that could be allowing us to do this, get this big signing, is... Yeah. Uh, uh, Mason Foster. Oh yeah, Mason stinking Foster. Because I think that could allow us to cut um, Perry You're Riley. Perry Riley, who suddenly, when he started here, and all the people last season talking about how he was expendable, came back in the last few games and was suddenly like kicking some butt. Yeah, but he's still. I think he's still expendable. Yeah, probably. And let me see who else. I don't know. I'm just going down the roster. Who knows if this roster is even current because it's on Redskins.com. Yeah. But I did notice they already have Norman on there, so maybe it's current. Well, they, they got Norman on there so fast that they were able to send out an uh, email yesterday to go ahead and get your Josh Norman jersey. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> you know, are, so are you still looking that thing up? The the thrown at stat? Yeah, what are we going to do with, like, Pierre Garçon? And um, you think he could get... Um, restructured or or what i'm not sure what they're going to do there because i think he and deshaun jackson are going to the last year of their contracts anyway yeah so, so we might try to draft a wide receiver yeah but i mean jameson crowder he's he's going to be good but he's going to be more like that james thrash type receiver i think yeah and yeah um, i think so too i think he he's ended up being a really good guy to be in the slot so that's that's good. But Pierre Garçon started becoming like that. 
But dude, he's, the go-to guy on third down. He's the down. Art Monk third down guy. Like he reminds me of Art Monk more than anybody since we had Art Monk. Yeah. With his the way he plays, the way he uses his body, he's got a big body. Um, he's not. He's a team player where he'll go get the important catches like that instead of worrying about the glory, like Deshaun Jackson does. I think we need to keep both of those guys though, because remember we had like Gary Clark to go deep all the time. Yeah, and we have Ricky Sanders. Where's Ricky Sanders? Ricky Sanders was kind of in between those guys, but we had like the Deshaun Jackson is like the um, Gary Clark, the deep threat dude. Yeah. And then you got Pierre Garcon, who's like the third down sure catch guy. Right. Even though earlier in his career he dropped more than he does now. He did. He's 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 well, and I think he's also more on the same page with uh, and everybody is is with uh, with Cousins. Yeah. And he's also got that new formulated Dick's gloves. No, well, that's true. And we all know Dick's gloves help you to catch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. So I'm not. I think they should keep both of those guys. To tell you, I think you the so truth. too. I don't think so. They maybe should. we won't get I think a we high, wide receiver. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do that or with that whole situation. Um. Anyway, I'm looking up Josh Norman's numbers. Right yeah. here, um, targets. I th- if this, I think this is current for last year's targets. Last year, there were 37, 17 catches out of thirty-seven targets. Um, he gave up one touchdown the whole year. He How many four, catches? Uh, seventeen catches against him on the year. In so basically, not fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they threw at him 37 times. Four of those were interceptions. They didn't even throw at him very often. For for contrast, how many times did they throw at, I don't know, one of our dudes, one of our yeah, starting true. cornerbacks? <laughs> Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, a hell of a lot more than that. Not even Quentin Dunbar. How about, like, Breland? He was one of our starting guys. Can you find he that? He was. I do not have that stat. Okay, well... That would be interesting to see. But yeah, less than 50% of the balls thrown his way get caught. Yeah, and there weren't that many balls thrown his way in the first place. Now, the the uh, Panthers would argue that a lot of that is because their D-line was so strong that they didn't give them time to throw it. And that's part of the reason that I think they were, they just, we don't know the exact reason why they just straight up cut him or let him go after they took the franchise tag off him. Well, they said because they put more emphasis on the D-line than the corners. Yeah. They did say that. I don't know if that's true or not. If there's a that you know, there were rumors out there that his he his agent and the Panthers front office were way far apart on what he was they were demanding for his salary. So I mean, we're giving him fifteen a year for five years with fifty as in five zero million guarantees that's are a lot. guaranteed on that. It's a lot of money. But if this guy's one of the best cornerbacks in the league and can be a, a shutdown corner for five years word with that with that being said if we're going that route that was a that we really needed help back there <laughs> really really oh, really oh i'm not back. i'm not denying that i think in the draft we still need we got this brute david bruton jr guy we picked him up right. from the uh the uh broncos and was like talking to my broncos insider he was a pretty good player like really right. good he was a safety or a nickel kind of guy on there for them yeah yeah and Chris Culliver is probably going to be gone. I don't know how much he counts. 
I and I don't even know if he's going to be able to play to anywhere near his potential this year coming off of that that knee injury. Like he's just going to take him a while to come back. So as it stands right now, I guess our starting um, secondary would be Breland and Norman. Breland Norman, and then what? D Hall is a safety. <laughs> yeah. And who's our other safety? Uh, 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 Duke Eichen. Oh, David Bruton Jr., the guy we just got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just talked about him. Okay, and then we still also have Duke Eichinacho, who was actually playing well in the preseason last year before he got injured. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Again. Well, then, if, we look at, <laughs> if we're looking at this, just going through here like we're doing and systematically uh, – analyzing the defense. I'm thinking we need more help on the interior defensive line. I think that's a very, uh, I think that's a very astute observation because your dog Hatcher retired. Josh's dog. Josh's dog Hatcher retired. Pot roast went to the Patriots. Um, we have Baker who came on huge last year. He got, they're saying he's going to slide into the middle. (laughs) He did well there. But then we have Paella, who is injured. Right. We got Paella. We've got... Uh, Who's on the other side? Uh, Ricky Jean-Francois. Yeah. I still think we need it. And we need to... I think we need someone else. We need a little bit more beef in the middle. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Rick Jean-Francois, we got uh, Kedrick Olson, the longest tenured Redskin. Yeah. Uh, man, that guy's made a career out of being a sixth-round pick. We, I love that. We, yeah, we still need to... Uh, yeah, I think... So what are you thinking for our first pick? Defensive lineman? Maybe. Maybe. Because we really do need to beef it up there, but, you know. As far as outside. Really who really takes a lot of heat off the secondary. As who? far as an area. Take, picking up, a, a, I'm sorry, Norman. I was thinking of Josh Peterson for some reason. Um, picking up Norman and having him in the secondary now is really going to take a lot of heat off of that section. So our biggest areas of needs are going to be defensive line where we need more pressure. And don't forget, we got uh, Kerrigan there. We got Junior Gallette. Yeah, I was just about to expand that since we run the 3-4 to include our outside linebackers. The 3-4 like half the time, though. Yeah, it's, it's this weird thing where like our, basically our outside linebackers are like defensive linemen. Yeah, and what's, who's that, uh, who was that guy that was the rookie last year that came on pretty well uh, near the end of the season? Houston Bates? No, not Houston Bates. <laughs> no, you're talking about Mason Foster, but he was inside. No, not Mason Foster. No, it was a defensive end guy that we picked up because we drafted Scherf, and then we drafted uh uh <laughs> defensive uh, end. Yeah, and he got a bunch of a few sacks for us at the end of the season. Dude, I can't remember any of these. I names. think you're talking about Norman Bates. I'm not talking about Master. <laughs> I mean Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston. Is that his first name? Houston Bates. Houston Bates. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Revolution. I'm talking about... Man, there's a bunch of people on the Redskins roster. I've never heard... Kamal Johnson? I know, dude. I'm looking at it, and that? I'm reading through these guys. I don't know who they are. Jarrell Powell. Are you talking about Trent Murphy? Not Trent Murphy. Preston Smith. Preston Smith, yes, it's Preston. Oh uh, yeah, dude, I'm Trent re- Murphy, the whitest white guy ever. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good on outside linebackers. I really do. I think we're set. We just need a little bit more beef in the middle of that sandwich. 
Okay, so who's available on that front in the uh, in the draft? I haven't been paying attention to any of these mock drafts and stuff that change every day. I have no idea. Have you been paying nope. attention? All right, Josh, so I don't know. Josh is, uh, that's Josh's realm. That's Josh's wheelhouse. Josh hangs out in the college ranks. He does. He makes he he lives down there in the uh, the triangle. Now he was telling us about how awesome like Jameson Crowder was. He was excited about that last year. Yeah, yeah. And I've decided not to like hang out in the college ranks ever since I said with like my whole heart that we should draft RG three and like make that trade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, there's a couple big guys probably at schools like Alabama and places like that, but you know. All right, so a we, lot won't, of that we stuff, won't try to fill in the name here. We'll just know, we'll just identify the positions that we think we should. Yeah, draft. trying to trying to go through and say the Redskins might need to draft big fat guy here in the first round from the Ohio State University. You know, dude, if you, you want to look at like people like that then then there's websites that do that and stuff. This we're is, talking about the Redskins. Dude, this is the first year in, in, like, as long as I can remember, where we're not saying we need to draft, like, eight offensive linemen. That's true. Scherf has turned out to be pretty darn solid. And Morgan Moses next to him. Morgan, you had one job, Moses. Has yeah. actually turned out to be pretty solid so far as well, the two of them together. And we got some young guys that they're bringing along, too, like the Ari Kuhn and Joe guy. Yeah. And... Um, the fourth round pick last year or something like that. We still have Sean Laveau if he's not injured. We do if he comes back because he was solid at the left guard position. Yeah. So if he comes back and he's in good shape, then then we're going to be in even better shape. Spencer Spencer Long. Yeah. We So we got these young guys that... that we even re-sign Licorice. I really like it because all of a sudden we've got all these young guys since, um, since Scott McLuhan came in. Yeah. Well, Scott McLuhan's all about getting the team younger and getting, like, the biggest, fastest, baddest people on there. And, and you know, going back to Josh Norman, when you and I were talking about it earlier this week, I was like, I don't know if McLuhan would want to pull the trigger on that because Norman, he's twenty nine. as we all know, he's kind of a punk in some fashions. He may, he may have had some, like, major issues that really turned off the brass at Carolina, but... And it was like, well, does McLuhan want to bring in someone that could be a headache like that? And on the other hand, it's like McLuhan, if he's like someone that plays with a big attitude and makes your, your defense strong, it, the attitude is a huge thing for him. He likes the guys with swagger and that can like play with the swagger and back it up. And Josh Norman is that kind of player. You know what I like about this Josh Norman thing? Is it's going, he had that huge fight with, um, Odell. Odell, and that's going to like renew the rivalry between the Redskins and Giants cuz for as long for like the last 10 years, I mean, the Giants Redskins is just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't get mad about or like pumped as as much about those games as we do against the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's true. And now we're going to have Norman versus Odell twice a year. That's really cool. I like where that's going. Yeah, I mean, you want your defensive guys to have a little edge. Remember who else had it? Green. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking Sean. Oh yeah, the swagger that Sean Taylor brought. Yeah, like people people weren't going to his side of the field unless wherever he was. They were they were like, if you know that Sean Taylor's out there ranging across playing center field, you were so afraid to go get that ball if it was thrown out there. 
Dude, remember oh. in the Pro Bowl with yeah. him and the punter? He lit that punter up. <laughs> in the Pro Bowl, and everyone's like, dude, it's the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he just lit that guy up. Oh, man, Sean Taylor was so good. That guy couldn't even enjoy his like tiki-tiki rum that night because he got lit up. Hey, I wonder how what kind of shape he was in after that. I don't know. But I was just like, oh, man. Anyway. I don't need you to know t- who. Well, let's flip over to the offensive side a little bit more because we've had some pick up, pickups. The last uh, one of the pickups that we had was another one that Josh texted both of us about was Vernon Davis. Yeah. How do you feel about that pickup? Because he's kind of old. <laughs> Vernon he's on, Davis is on the downside of his like career. Two years. What? He hasn't been good for like two years. But what I hear from him is that he can block. And we've always had an issue lately with. Blocking tight ends. This last year, it was another position where we were like pulling guys off the street to play. Yeah, but the thing is, is where is he going to fit in now? Remember, if you remember back to last year, before he was injured, Niles Paul had beat out Jordan Reed as the starting tight end. Yeah, Niles Paul is a better blocker. He likes to hit people. So if we have Vernon Davis on the team, and Niles Paul, and Logan Paulson, and Jordan Reed. We don't need another tight end, first of all. It's who of those guys isn't going to make the team. Right. And Derek Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sucked. And we also apparently have some guy named Marcel Jensen. I'm looking. Yeah. Up. I don't know. I don't know who he is. He must be on like a futures contract or something. He's one of those dudes from Star Trek that wears the red shirt. <laughs> ensign. He's an ensign. He's an <laughs> ensign Jensen. <laughs> ensign Jensen. <laughs> That's his new Jensen nickname. Jensen. Well, we Get got we got his nickname, and we got <laughs> Vernon Davis's nickname. It was too easy. VD. VD. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's a good idea for the Redskins to pick up a VD. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea for them to sign a VD to the squad. Redskins have a VD on the squad now. I don't think that's such a good thing. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So we're set at. T- I think here's what I think. I'm throwing this out to see what you say. I think we need to draft another quarterback and another um, running back, especially after we lost yes. Morris. R- Silas Red is suspended for smoking the tree. Yeah. Man. And uh, Matt Jones has a fumble issue. And an injury history. Yeah. We need yeah. another uh, running back no matter what. You know who our running backs are right now? Chris Thompson, injury prone. Matt Jones, injury fumbly, prone. Pr- fumbly prone. And some dude named Mac Brown. I don't know who he is. Wasn't he the coach at Texas? That's what I thought, but it <laughs> says he's from Florida. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I, that's on the roster. We, yeah, we definitely. What happened to? Uh, I guess they let. Uh, what's his face? They used to play for the Saints. Go. Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him on the roster. I guess he got let go. I guess he was only signed through the rest of the season. Yeah, but I think. All right. He had one good game, and then he looked like all tired and more like he didn't recover. And I would not be, I would not be um, angry if we drafted another quarterback to groom through the ranks here. Oh, absolutely, yeah, we definitely. That that's not a bad idea. They're they're saying that the Redskins are looking at Hackenberg from Penn State. I don't know. As, for Everyone what round says, is he? I'm thinking like we need like a mid round quarterback, like third to fifth round. He could go anywhere from first to like third or fourth from what people are saying. Some people really like him. All I know is that when he played, 
he got hit and sacked a lot, but his offensive line was awful. Okay. So some people are like, hey, he he sucks, and some people are like, hey, he had a bad offensive line. He's actually a good quarterback. All right. Uh, well, well, if if that dude's projected to go in the first round and falls to like the third or fourth, I would say consider him any sure. any quarterback around there. And remember, we have the twenty first pick in the draft this year. And then we have picks in every single round and two picks in the seventh round. Dude, I'm not going to suggest that we um, use our pick on this guy. But the dude that was from Stanford, that running back guy. You like that running back, dude. I watched him play a few times. I was like, man, that guy's guy's like a workhorse. Trying to remember his name. Everyone out there is like, dude, you know who he is. You know who he is if you saw him. No, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I was about to say, you're talking about McCaffrey? Yeah. He's like, he's kind of, he's like the Wes Welker type. I thought he was good when I watched him play. He is. I'm wondering where he's going to get drafted because he can play a lot of different positions and he can be used as one of those guys like a, like a, a running back and a wide receiver kind of position. Dude, he had 368 yards in the, in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I watched, and I was like, "Dang!" This guy's if we have the twenty-first pick and he's available, I think we should snag him because he—I mean—he could play all sorts of different. He, he could be used so many different ways on offense. And you see, I mean, there's a couple teams in the pros now that have these like Swiss Army knife guys that are really good, like him. So, yeah, I'm not suggesting that that's our biggest need, but no, I, no. Li- I just I like that guy. If we're talking about biggest need, I think we need to look at interior offensive line. Um, Schnell is pretty good at center, but he gets blown off the ball by some of these big fat fatties coming from the defensive side. Uh, I think we need the yeah defensive line, running back, and don't get me started on Alfred Morris. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. He's uh, dead to me, by the way. He's he's dead to me. I'm so disappointed. And uh, probably interior of the defensive line, and more depth. At secondary, I guess, and more depth on the offensive line because we we still need offensive players so badly. We re-signed Licorice. Oh yeah, <sighs> dude. I'm looking at ESPN's little thing they put up here, and it says the Redskins should get a wide receiver. What? I guess they're thinking that we're not going to be able to re-sign both of our guys. No, I'm that thinking we D-line earlier. We need D-line. Um, but ESPN, uh, well, you know, they are, uh, they are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, so you want to talk about, um, dude, they're saying that this dude from Louisville, Sheldon Rankins is the top type, top defensive tackle prospect in the draft. He's predicted in the top 25. Huh? Right where we are. Yeah, so, you know. We'll see. We'll see what's up. Yeah, it's uh, so a couple guys from Alabama, just like you said, dude. Like two, yeah, there's always a couple guys from Alabama. And, we, and, and you Mississippi know, McLuhan, State. McLuhan likes to draft in these big schools. Yeah. So you get, like, bigger, badder players. Like, you know, when you watch somewhere like Alabama play... Alabama A&M or something like that and the guys on Alabama are so much bigger than the dudes from the other school yeah, like yeah. the other school might have like one good player period when you look at both sides of the ball 
and then Alabama, the dudes are just huge. Yeah, dude, they've got two guys that are projected in the first round at nose tackle. How's that happen? That's interesting, even though... <laughs> so one of these dudes isn't even a starter? Yeah. How's that? Maybe one's a starter and one's good enough to be a starter, but he's not. Jaron Reed, Reed is predicted to go in the first round. Yeah. A Sean Robinson. Huh. First round. Interesting. All right, so maybe an Alabama dude. Take your pick. Maybe. Good. What were From you talking about? Those big, big dudes that have attitude, especially on the defensive side, and especially on the D-line and the O-line, as far as, like, just size. There's also a center they're saying could go in the first round from Florida State. Anyway, that's enough about that stuff. I, I think it's going to come down to it's, he's when it gets to our pick, if we haven't traded it, mm-hmm. then we'll he's going to probably he's going to pick basically who's available. Like the best available seems to be his style so far. And other people have been saying saying that as well. Dude, now I'm looking at this, and I could have just been lying to you guys. Because these were 2015 draft prospects. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the nose tackles were 2016. But when I clicked on, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I clicked on for some reason when I clicked on running back, it brought me to 2015. Oh, are the are the 2016 ones uh, insider? Like uh, you have to pay to get the extra. No, I just clicked on the wrong thing. So yeah, so I gave you the correct information. I was looking at the top running backs <laughs> now. And they're saying that, you know, the top running back is from Ohio State, and then these other dudes from Alabama, round one through three. And then they don't even really have any other top running backs in the first round. Yeah. Everything else is projected second, third, third, fourth. So we might be able to get a pretty good running back in the mid-rounds. It's possible. And, you know, McLuhan, if they're there, McLuhan's going to find them. That's what he's good at. Yeah, they don't even have... Here's a running back named Paul Perkins. <laughs> That's my brother-in-law's name. From UCLA, he's projected in rounds four through six. <laughs> I don't even see that McCaffrey guy. Is he even coming out? Everyone's like, dude, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. Well, Yeah, we don't because it's college. That's right. We don't really follow college. You know why? Because I went to Elon, and you went to Radford. Undefeated still, dude. <laughs> Undefeated in football. Anyway, um, all right, we do need to touch on Alfred Morris, who's dead to me. He, Even though he was not re-signed and allowed to test the market, he went to the Cowboys, dude. You just don't do that. Yeah, I, it had to be by far the best offer on the table, or the only offer on the table. I mean, you... you we, Aaron, you and I talked about it, and all of you guys out there that are listening, you know he really fell off last year. Yeah, and I really I really liked Alfred Morris, and I thought he was a good dude, and he, he worked hard and didn't complain ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I will say last year, there, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but there was a few times, more than a few times last year, where I'd watch him run, and I'd be like, dude, if you would have just taken one step to the right, You'd been he wasn't there. able. He he suddenly. I mean, he started. He slowed down a little bit. 
like a lot of running backs do in like year three, year four, right around there. And he couldn't find the hole. He couldn't find the hole. He couldn't hit the hole. And you and would it see it because you would think they were squashing the run, whoever we were playing, and then they'd put Matt Jones in, and he'd like break one for 12 yards. Yeah, and he'd bust through because he was he was able to find it. And and What am I getting at here? That I hope his production continues to drop off now that he's on the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. And then once he's retired and everything, we can just be like, hey, thanks for all the good stuff you did for us and all the bad stuff you did for Dallas. Yep. Anyway, what else did we have on the itinerary? We don't want to. We don't want to go all long-winded. We're going to do another uh, podcast after the draft. Don't forget the draft starts Thursday night with the first round. They've made it prime time. Yep. They yeah they made it prime time now Thursday Friday and then the other rounds are on Saturday now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and send us some email, dudes, and um, let us know who you think they should get in the draft yeah. before and then after and we'll compare on our next yeah, podcast. Yeah, And you can uh you can tweet us at Harry Hogg, H A R R Y Hog on Twitter. You can find us HarryHogFootball.com. You can email us at what Redskinsfan at HarryHogfootball.com. Actually we discontinued that. You can email us at our names, Aaron oh, Josh or John right. at HarryHogfootball.com because we were getting too much spam at the other one. That's right. That's right. Did you say you can give us a ring a ding ding at one seven seven Harry Hog and we'll get I did a voicemail? Not. Yeah, yeah. If someone wants to test that, make sure it still works. <laughs> yeah. Like we're testing our podcast equipment today, making it sure it still works since it's make been a sure while. Still here in the off season, as off season workouts uh, started back up, we figured it was a good time for Harry Hog football to start back up as well. Also, like to give a shout out to our longtime benevolent sponsor. Ah. Oh. Desmond Seeley, he probably thought we were all done. Yeah, he probably, no, sir. He probably thought like RG three, we were all done. Which we yeah. didn't even talk about him getting cut, but there's enough to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. The Browns. Play for the Browns. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next. Well, yeah, probably next week. Probably next week after the draft is over. You know, as I said, we're in the off season, and very hard football does. We tend to, to string them out at this time of year, but if you know, if you're looking for a good podcast to listen to once we get into preseason and everything, a training camp, make sure you check out Harry Hog Football. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully Josh will be back. Yeah. Um, hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, what to do? Joker! Joker!